everybody. Welcome to episode 115 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. And I'm another extremely awake and ready to go host, <laughs> Mr. Paul Robinson. Um, I'm very excited today. We have a guest. Personally, yeah. We have a guest. I, na- I nabbed a guest. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah. Um, so um, who do we have here today? Who are you? That's a very good question. I ask myself <laughs> that all the time. <laughs> Um, my name's Jeb Hardwick. And, and what, what do you do? Um, I make music videos, mainly. I work, do uh, VFX and uh, animation and uh, anything else that stops me going outside, really. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's that. Stuff that is very near and dear to my heart. Yes. As it were. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start with, you know, we, we, I first was introduced to your work when I saw... I think it was an architect's video. And um He says that really Vic. I think it was an architect's video. Meanwhile he what, what what? He literally has an architect's tattoo on his wrist. Well, on the way. Yeah, amongst other things. But yeah, they're um they're they were uh just to just to nerd out a bit, they're very influential. I also play the guitar aside from mm. making films and, and and my day jobs like animation and, and stuff, but um so they're they're hugely influential to me from both a, a, a musical standpoint and from a uh, ethical standpoint, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, yeah. Anyway, I first saw that your your work in that. What I perceived was your work. You know, I probably have seen it before and just didn't realize it. But that was the first time I saw something. I was just like, wow, this is this is impressive, and it has a style, and it was, it was very. Um, you know, very kind of unique in in a way that, you know, music videos as you could probably speak to this better than me, but music videos always are, are, have a, um, they're very interesting because I feel like it gives you so much more creativity than a narrative film, obviously, you know, and you could be much more of an artist with them depending on the, you know, the, the band or whatever, but, um, I don't know. So, I don't. I don't really know where I'm going with this point, <laughs> but I will say, well said. Um, it was it was extremely impressive to me, and um, I'm glad to have you on to to kind of chat about your style and your workflow and and the the artistry in which you you know kind of approach things. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate the mm-hmm. the kind words. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you that a, a music video is a sort of um, unique art form in terms of you really get to do whatever you want for four minutes and whether that's you know you make a essentially a short film or you create something completely abstract uh then you've just you're sort of given free reign to play and it's very rare in in other lines of work that you essentially get paid to play with an idea and make something I, i really really value that that freedom and those uh architects videos that I did were really, really, um, I mean, they are really, really, um, good dudes, really nice dudes and very trusting as well. So they, uh, really just say, what do you imagine to this song? And then I go away and make it and I don't show them anything until it's done. Oh, wow. <laughs> and oh, okay. then, just send, <laughs> then just send it back. And thankfully they've always liked it. So that's sort of worked <laughs> for now. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's, ris- that's a risky game. Yeah, 
it is, yeah. Not I think they're the only ones who we've built up enough of a relationship now that um, they don't need to be checking in, you know, which suit, which really suits me because I find that having someone checking in on you and, and, and breathing down your neck the whole time can be sort of, can work against the creativity and the flow that you need to get into to make something that you're happy with. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think if you're always having to, to show your work, it's very hard to get into a, into a state where you feel unobserved and, and, and free so i really value that from from those guys right and, and a lot of times it's 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 um it doesn't really help help the flow in terms of the the overall vision because more often than not when you're showing work it's it's a work in progress or it's, you know there's still tweaks and and a lot of clients be it bands or otherwise don't have the vision to be able to see beyond what you've done already you know you can say to them all you want like well listen this part over here is going to be different and this is still rough and but all they see when they look at it is this is what my final product product's going to be yeah you know so that's from that standpoint it becomes very um it's very difficult to kind of work through like this this the showing in progress i and i get it you know to a certain degree you know they're clear they're the ones footing the bill right so they have the ultimate say but it's it's I think we're also the worst working with other people in the same business because there's yeah. so you're always trying to put your style into it when you work mm-hmm. with somebody who has no idea how to do any of these things and doesn't really have an interest in it. I find like they're usually easier at times to work with because they're like, cool, sure, whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, oh, cool design like that looks nice. But uh, we're the worst because you know, like we we have our own opinion of what something should look like. And uh, um, but I, I think that. What's really cool about your style is that you have uh, you have your own look and I didn't piece it together immediately, but I watched the recent Conquer Divide video mm, and I sent yeah. it because I've been I've been fans of them for a long time. And, you know, they, oh, they, they've kind of been uh, like MIA for a while. So they came back and, mm-hmm. you know, they came back swinging. Of course, I knew they would. And uh, mm-hmm. I sent him the video and I'm like, I don't know why I have like this is like. This feels like something, but I hadn't pieced it together yet. And then I was like, oh, this is the architect's guy. I was like, that's why this feels familiar. We like, do you like that we've we've boiled your whole career down to the architect's guy? <laughs> You're the architect's guy. <laughs> if I'm an anything guy, I'll take it. There's, yeah. there's worse things, yeah. I guess. Uh, but, it, you know, it's just I love that uh, that you have your own look. And, and when we talk about filmmakers, um, you know, we it's, it's an, a film podcast, but we we also like to say that it's it's just an, a podcast on artistry because there are similarities, you know, when you, with what you do, mm. it goes into film and all these types of things. But um, I'll, I always say that sometimes there's filmmakers that um, don't always hit the mark on every film. I mean, no one does. There's always, you know, a film that you say, oh, I didn't like that one so much, but when they mm. have their own look and their own style, I respect that so much. I, you know, cause it's like, all right, they may not always hit the mark, but they follow through with their vision. And that's, that's so rare. You know, it's so easy to just go with what everyone else is doing and, and follow that look and, and just sort of cash out on it. And, um, so I think it's, it's awesome that someone can see your work and, and think it's familiar. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's really kind. It's always a, um, it always feels like a bit of a double-edged sword when it, in, in, in one way it's really gratifying that people can look at your things and say, oh, that might be that guy. 
But it's another part of you going, oh, is everything the same? What do, I need to do? <laughs> what do I need to do to change this up so it's less obvious? You know, it's always that uh, it's a it's a strange thing. And one one thing that did kind of make me smile is uh, after I did the first couple of Architects videos, there were a lot of similar bands with very kind of um, similar approaches to the videos. And I find that quite, <laughs> fun, quite funny. It was <laughs> quite a humbling. similar approach, we'll one. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like, oh, it looks kind of familiar. They're, they're, they're going for a look. So it's quite funny to think that something you did in your, your bedroom can can go out into the world and inspire people to try and play around with the similar toolkit. I, I, I kind of got a kick out of that. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, you know, it's the ultimate form of uh, flattery, Yeah, I was right? just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess to speak to why it looks kind of its own thing, I think because I didn't have any formal training, I just kind of um, had, sort of had to figure out how everything works. Um, I think I just sort of settled on a on a on a workflow that I was comfortable with and made things I was happy with and wasn't too worried about comparing it to to other contemporary videos because really I'm I'm like my my references for music videos are, are probably a bit older than most of the people doing work now like I I really love the 90s stuff you know like uh Gondry and and Chris Cunningham and Spike Jones, you know mm -hmm. the stuff they did for like Bjork and mm -hmm. all, the, all those all those videos where it was just a really um, uh, abstract exploration of the of the music and also like a very strong sense of showing the song visually as opposed to just creating a necessarily a story that goes with it. It was very much like you're making the m music represented visually on screen. I always got a big kick out of that. Mm -hmm. um, approach so whenever there's something happening in the song so when i when i'm sent a song i will listen to it and hopefully uh on my first listen i'll get like a very good idea of the kind of i can see the main events or the colors or the kind of um the landscape that it needs to happen in and if i'm very lucky that happens on the first listen i just sort of then lean into that and create some reference images and stuff go with it and 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 build off of that but uh if it doesn't happen straight away that's usually a bit more difficult because then you've got to sit with the song for a week and just play yeah. it over and over and hope something pops in you know mm -hmm. it's interesting that you mentioned bjork because i i could definitely see uh the the inspiration in that um because it like when you listen to her music it's 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 uh, like a, an audio visual type of thing. Even if you're just listening to it, it's mm. her, her stuff is very um, um, hearing color and seeing sound type of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so I could definitely see that. And, and the, the thing of it is that um, with your work, it, it wasn't watching Conquer Divide and going, Oh, that looks like the architect's video. It was the technique because mm. Yeah. We've seen this done, we'll just say, similar things <laughs> by mm -hmm. other uh, artists, and it doesn't quite work, you know? It's just like, you can see where it's it's this mimicry, but there isn't the technique that goes behind it. It was almost like they wanted to throw this filter on and go, I want it to look like this, but I don't want to have mm -hmm. to actually go in and do the work that makes it look right. <laughs> so yeah. seeing your... Um, you know, because they, they, they hadn't come out with a song in a while, I thought, like, 
the first, the second I saw that effect, I thought, oh, this is probably someone doing that look again. But then I was like, mm -hmm. this is a pretty tight work for like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's, that was what it, you know, it's not like the work looks the same. It's that the execution is clean. And, and like you've said, I've seen that in so many videos, you know, since the architects coming out and it doesn't quite look right. It's, you know, mm. and, and, and there's a reason for them. There's a, there's a lot of work that goes into making that look right. And, um, you know, it's like a, like wallpaper that comes with the design on it versus painting on the wall. Like from a distance, it's like, oh yeah, that looks, oh, and then you get close <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so wait, is he the wallpaper in this scenario? Yeah, that's oh, totally okay, what yeah. I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. The Concord Divide thing was, was really fun. They, um, they, I've been talking to guitarist Kristen for oh, a little while because she was saying, you know, when we do a comeback single, we'd love you to, to come and do something with us. So that was, it was sort of floating around for a while. And then I was in um, LA for something and we got to meet up and have dinner and, and chat everything through. And that sort of cemented that we got on really well. And she trusted me to just sort of do my, do my thing. So then um, we got to film the actual video in February, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she got together like a really, just a really small crew. It was just a cam camera guy and a lighting guy. And that, that was it really. And a couple of people helping out and, um, and a couple of people helping, you know, um, just with, uh, makeup and lights and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we shot it in, in a day and they just, um, I think with the green screen thing, there's a lot of trust that goes into it because it looks really unremarkable on the day it's just people yeah. standing around dancing on their own or whatever and and you doing your best to try and say well trust me it's gonna look good but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only so many times you can say that in an 18 hour day before people start to think you might be insane yeah so um it's uh yeah i do really really value that people sort of have trust in the process but uh to, to speak what you said about to people thinking it's just adding a filter i i you, i can't tell you the amount of emails i get that uh, oh we've we've filmed ourselves on the green screen in our garage and we'd love you to put something over it. It's like it doesn't quite work. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of more of um, planning that has to go into yeah and yeah stuff. <laughs> yeah. People but, uh, don't yeah. don't understand the the um, the acquisition side of it all. You know because you can you know comp your compositing is is really only as good as your lighting right so like mm, yeah you know and if it's not lit properly if it's not you know composited proper uh, you know shot composition isn't what it needs to be it's it's i don't know it's 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 not conducive to to what your final product is going to be do you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. yeah. you know it has to be everything has to be planned out from the beginning like you said and um just to, to you know, my day, at my day job, I deal with a lot of that sort of stuff where it's like, well, we shot them on a green screen, and now we want this environment and and this. It's like, well, you lit them flat, so what, what am I <laughs> yeah. supposed to do do with that? He's <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. When did we get to the beach? We're not lit so for the beach. So there's quite a bit more of compositing and digital lighting and stuff that goes in this uh, nightmare. But yeah, yeah, I feel the like the best um, advice I could give for for that kind of thing is just to really plan everything. So, like really thoroughly in in advance you know like i do a lot of um previs so i i will i pretty much make the environments before i even shoot the video just so i've got a good sense of what the light's going to be like from every direction and if there's lighting changes you know exactly what those 
hues are just so I can try and nail it. And I put the um the little kind of mannequins in the scene as well so I can see what the fall off oh, cool. of the light is mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. That really helps. But um it's a lot of that's just trial and trial and error, you know. Um it's just um you only have to be unprepared once to never want to be unprepared again. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's that's the worst. Um so what what is I assume that the type of music that you do videos for is the type of music I mean you you've done everything from Mariah Carey to the Architect so mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a big broad thing Quite but a I, combo. Yeah. But do you have a certain style of music that you yourself are drawn to that you you, you like listening to? Yeah, so um so I, I grew up listening to um, a lot of sort of instrumental and 70s kind of music. Like I really, when I uh, when I was a kid, my dad was always playing stuff like Mike Oldfield, who, if you don't know him by name, you probably know the Tubular Bells theme, which was used in The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so a lot of his kind of records are instrumental, kind of very trippy 20-minute songs with yeah. amazing instruments. And uh I think I was thinking about this before chatting to you because I've never really had to um, talk, really put this process into words before. So it's quite an interesting challenge. Hmm. Um, I um, I think listening to a lot of instrumental music as a kid and just being and having music as like a ceremony in the home as well. Like we'd all sit down to listen to a record, which I w wouldn't happen any anymore. That's right. one of the beauties <laughs> of growing up in the eighties. I guess is the the um, or 90s is that a family might sit down to listen to a record as an activity and that was a thing you might do on a friday night which is kind of seems arcane now but i think it, it's it was music that let my um visual imagination work because when there's when there's lyrics you um you're tuning into the story that they're telling you but with instrumental music you've really got to paint your own pictures mm -hmm. to that and i think that really made me excited by that uh marriage early on so i think i took a bit of that with me going growing up and the music that i am most attracted to usually is the music that's the most um sort of paints the most pictures in in in, in my mind like i really love a lot of the icelandic contemporary bands like sigur ross and and, and bjork and folks like mm -hmm. folks like that and uh radiohead i'm a i'm a huge fan of um just uh music that sort of leans in a little more cinematic directions and um uh and then recently i've sort of um got more into heavy stuff just from through the work i've done because mm. the, the the only like heavy music i really loved a few years ago was um tool who i'm oh. really really a big fan of i That's love you so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i there's like there's like a there's like a, a a scale that one goes through when uh, when I try to develop a connection with someone. And I'm like, hey, do you like Tool? And they're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> Move I on. like you as a person, but there's always going to be a part of me that doesn't quite trust you. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm there for you. We're cool. But it's never going to, it's going to be like 95% because yeah, I question that. Yeah, a fundamental part of you that's not working. I, yeah. I question <laughs> that, especially when someone's like, you know, I like them, but their songs are too long. And, and I'm like, you know, there's like every Tool fan will tell you, like, you can't listen to Tool for the first time in a car when you're paying attention to something else. You have to sit yeah, no way. and listen to Tool. And usually, mm -hmm. you know, there have been a couple people that didn't like them 
when I was a teenager. And then when I, you know, it was that very stereotypical, like, okay, look, grab your bong. All right. Whatever you need, <laughs> like, <laughs> just sit down and listen to it. And almost every time afterwards, it'd be like, oh, I get it. I was listening to yeah. this like while walking down the street and trying to pay attention to where I was going. And I was like, no, 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 no. This would be 100% of your brain has to go to that. It's actual like mathematics yeah. in the way that they <laughs> that they write their music. So um, I could totally see That's your the... type of style to, to, their, to their music as well. Give me a ring, guys. I was going to say, uh, Maynard. <laughs> we know he listens, so. <laughs> if, da if Danny Carey is anywhere in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Um, you can put those sticks down for just one minute and type me an email. Just That'd a be second. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> type the email with although, the sticks. I don't I'll, even care. Although with Danny Carey, he could probably still play and call you at the same time. <laughs> so, um, there, you know, there's something that I notice in, um, in untrained artists. Because Paul's also untrained, and um, there's there's this um, this there's this attention to detail that you guys have that not that people that are trained don't have it, but I feel like there's almost it's almost like this rite of passage. Like, well, I've gone to school, I've done the thing, and so I'm just here to do the work, and I don't have to go the extra mile, and that's just expected. And I feel like people that are not trained tend to find tooth comb everything you know what i mean because uh, paul does that sometimes i have to pull him out of the void and i'm like enough <laughs> like, <laughs> you've lit the scene it's lit yeah but there's this one it's not going to get any better than that we're on a time crunch like let's go yeah. um the void i like that i'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> but i noticed that i noticed I that a lot <laughs> you know he's very like he will pre-production for him was literally building the entire scene in a 3d model and lighting it you know and I, like most people have like a piece of paper they do stick figures and they're like light here light here and he was like i'm gonna learn how to use this entire software to do this so that i can have this better look at it um it's like a it's like an unconscious overcompensation that totally works in your favor that i think someone else would see as overcompensation but it's what I don't know. You guys just dig deeper in a way. It's, it's interesting. Like, you know, listening to the two of you, I'm like, this is, this is an untrained, you know, yeah. quote. For thing. me, I think a lot of it, it stems from an early insecurity, not going to school and not having that formal training. I have, to, I, f I always felt it's not so much now, now it's just part of my brain, the way it works. But I think at the beginning it was just like, um, I feel like if I'm not making this, the best the absolute best that i can make it people are going to know that i didn't have you know <laughs> that i'm not really that good you know it's kind of like the imposter syndrome or whatever mm -hmm. you know um so for me i can say that uh, my attention to detail stems from insecurity <laughs> meanwhile to a client it means nothing no, no. <laughs> like, it means fuck all yeah it means fuck all of them they're just like I, they're they're going for the work but do you feel like that there's well i i i it's it's hard to say i i think i the obsessiveness comes from not wanting to show to release anything that you, you're not happy with mm -hmm. and the 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 biggest challenge to that of course is the timelines you have to work with on these things like i get two or three weeks usually to make the whole thing uh so it it's kind of 
insane it, it, it is like a it's like a, you just live in like a sleepless fog for for a fortnight and just come out the other side and hope what whatever mouse clicks your fingers did when you were in the in the void paid off <laughs> sort of surface afterwards and think was that all right i hope so it's probably fine but uh in in terms of being like untrained i think if you if you don't really know what you're doing wrong quote unquote wrong then you just have to find your own own path and maybe that's where more interesting things tend to tend to crop up like if someone have showed me how to actually use the software that i'm supposed to know how to use then i might not have found all the weird kind of uh back doors uh you know all the kind yeah. of um connections between after effects and cinema 4d that i've kind of managed to hack out just through no one telling me not to you know <laughs> so on that note, I'd like to just get a little nerdy, if 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 you don't mind. Oh, please, that's my happy place. Um, so yeah, what is your like from a technical standpoint? What is your workflow like? I mean, you mentioned Cinema 4D and After Effects, which is my very similar. You know, that's what I I use. But like, you know, what kind of render engines do you find yourself drawn to? And and you know, what's kind of like your your I mean, every project's different. But do you have like a kind of a, a staple workflow that you that when you work on things that you have a lot of um, leeway in, is there a certain workflow that you that you use? Uh, yeah, so I've managed to settle on a kind of workflow just because um, uh, it's, like I said, because the time crunches are so massive, I have to have just a way of getting through it as quickly as, as humanly possible and still try and make it look okay. So the render engine I chose for that was Octane. Nice. Because I found that it's uh, <laughs> was that your tool it, test? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct. The answer I, was correct. Very yeah. good, Jeff. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's so, there's so many now. You know, you have uh, Octane and Redshift, and a lot of people are even using Unreal for a lot of things. So, um, yeah. it's a very exciting time for that sort of stuff. But I'm still, I use Octane a lot just because that's one of the ones I learned on, and I I can work in it fast. So when deadlines are approaching. I just jump in it because I can get the look that I want the fastest versus um, something else. But yeah, the th the thing that swung up for me was was lights in Octane. Like I can build a um, a rig of lights, and it it looks kind of pretty good straight off the off the bat, and the render times aren't too aren't too crazy. So that really swung up for me because other render engines were just. I was getting you know, 10 minutes to render out a frame. And I was like, there's literally, even if I had it all finished, I couldn't render out in time to deliver yeah. it. So, so with Octane, I can bring it down to like a minute of a frame and get away with it. If I put enough kind of blur and fog in front of everything, and, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's the secret to the workflow, blur yeah. and fog, by the way. No, no, no. It's, um, it's not noise. It's grain. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, lots of grain as yeah. well. Lots of grain that hides all kinds of evils you'd yeah. be you'd be shocked by how much is hidden behind just noise some of it is really held together with like sticky tape <laughs> it's like if, if you look if it's some of it <laughs> it's just good enough to not look ridiculous that's mm -hmm. that's the kind of minimum standard you're aiming for so i i usually edit in premiere so i get like a um a rough cut you know well pretty much finished cut and i just try and imagine what's going to I have a sort of rough idea of the events that are going to happen at each stage of the video and cut accordingly. And then I will copy that hot timeline into After Effects and key everything in there. 
and I used to track in After Effects, but recently I started tracking in Cinema 4D instead to get better 3D tracks. Mm -hmm. And that's made it slightly more complicated, slightly slower, but I, the results are, are better. Like, that's what I did for the Conquer Divide a video for the first time all the way through was using Cinema 4D to get 3D tracks. Yeah. And uh, I was really happy with the results, but it, it, it took a while. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I yeah. like I like and, Cinema's mm. tracking too because um, After Effects is good and it's great in a crunch, but um, having the ability to use like vector constraints and set your scene up and 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 even I've even messed around with reconstructing some of the scene to kind of get an idea of how it's reading the structures of of what it what it is and um, yeah, so I'm converting yeah, I mean, as well. It's an incredibly handy tool. Like I, I love that this stuff is available to kind of indie filmmakers. I, I think it, there's some remarkable tools. Um, say Octane's like I don't know what it is, like uh, hundred quid, uh, you know, two hundred dollars a year or something. I, I'm not sure, but it's just really affordable compared to what things used to be. And seeing as you can make a living out of using these 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 tools. Now, before when I started getting into this stuff. It was just so prohibitively <laughs> expensive and just thought like, I mean, you have to already be in the business to start learning. And it, and it was crazy. But now everything is sort of a, more geared towards indie artists, which I really appreciate from, mm -hmm. from, the, from the company side. And then they're like, um, and there was stuff with, um, with Octane. There's a really great community of, of folks. Like if I've got yep. a problem, I'll reach out to some, some people that I've met through that through I don't know the forums and the Facebook pages, and now we've got a legitimate group of like buddies, I guess, that like exchange ideas and yep. help each other out in the crunch. And I really love that about the nerd community. Yeah, yeah, honest, the octane it, community is 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 very strong, um, <laughs> and I appreciate that. You can get answers really quick. Um, mm. We we actually being we're a filmmaking podcast, but. You know, we're on the MoGraph.com network, which is, um, you know, network that is geared towards visual effects artists, motion designers and stuff. And, you know, the, the guys, Matt and Dave, who run the company are huge Octane guys. So mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I just get to call them whenever I have problems. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, let me keep your email address. Probably have some more questions. Yeah, coming, I can nerd out all day on right this up. stuff. You know, it's funny because I'm not really like, uh, I'm the type of like, quote unquote, artist that doesn't want to get, you know, in, in, into the technical aspect of everything, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't care of, you know, I know what I need to get, you know, I need, I know I need this many 2080 TIs to get my computer running and all that fun stuff, but I don't, but then at, at the same time, I can sit and nerd out about, specs and stuff too so i kind of appreciate mm -hmm. that side of it but i don't want it to get in my way either when i'm mm -hmm. when i'm working uh yeah i know exactly what you mean i know only as much as i as much as i absolutely have to mm -hmm. to be honest there, there, there's like an entry point to understanding anything and i feel like as soon as i've got what uh, as soon as i understand enough to do what i need to that's uh you know, because I, I consider myself, I guess, more of an artist than a technician. Mm -hmm. I, but that—that's why some of these these companies are uh, are brilliant, as they're making products that even people like me can yeah. understand and make something out of yep. without having to. Like with the old uh, 
renderers i found it so confusing trying to learn v-ray and stuff it was horrible mm-hmm. but this um this this stuff feels accessible or there's there's enough sort of on tap and you can see what uh changes you're making visually and, and that kind of stuff that really appeals to me yeah because um it really made everything possible i, I would say as well because being able to make something that looks vaguely good straight out off the bat you know like loading something up and it looks kind of inspiring you you can't underrate that because to put loads of time into something and not know if it's going to look good is really discouraging and i know people might say that about animation and the stuff i i do i suppose but um relatively like it's so nice to have a sort of instant instant kind of uh result from what you're looking at and uh yeah it's like enabled me to to do it for a for a job really and it enables um one man bands like me because um, there's no way I could have done this in the old with the old software with the pipelines and multiple people needed because I do everything just at my computer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's it's incredible tech. Yeah, I, I lo- can't I can't nerd out. Yeah, I'm not in that world. Sorry, I just Sorry. Hear, I just hear. Click. I'll wake you when we're done. No, no, I just I just yeah. hear clickety click click. You know, yeah. F four vector spec click F four. That's all yeah. I know. Sure, sure, whatever. Uh, Enter, enter, sure, sure. Um, but where, where I, where I um, can jump into the conversation, I guess, is that I noticed that, like you were saying, that that they're more user friendly for people who are untrained, and um, yep. you know, you you see that in the business where just even a decade ago, it was preferred that you have a degree if you were getting a job with a big company, and that's just not the way it is anymore. Um, we were trying mm. to tell. Um, uh, Paul's son that, uh, you know, when he wanted to get into audio and stuff like that, and he was picking all these really expensive schools. And I was like, dude, just sit down. Cause he's already knows how to just sit down, perfect it, go intern at your jobs, at your dad's job <laughs> and get your portfolio out there because that's all the co- clients care about the days of like, where's your, you know, yeah. For, if you want to be a surgeon, well, then you gotta, you know, you've got to go through the schooling and that, but I'd love the, to meet like a DIY surgeon. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> I learned through YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, although, so, you know, shows like Botched, I think, would explain that some yeah. of these people did get their medical degrees via the Internet. Yeah. So uh, that is happening, unfortunately. But it, it's it's really cool to see the progression of that where, you know, you don't have to be $60,000 in debt to go to school for something that you can learn on your own. And, you know, I, I, I say that often, it may take a little longer because I'm, I get it. I'm a person that likes to have a human being next to me when I have a question to go, Oh, Oh, okay. So it would take me 10 times longer, but it can be done. And then mm-hmm. you're not having to yeah. pay off your debt for the next 35 years. <laughs> and you're able yeah, to actually I mean, use insane. the money that you earn to go, go on with your life. Um, I think I do that think the work speak for it speaks for itself. Yeah, the best advice I could give to anyone is mm-hmm. to make stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. like if you ge- if you're genuinely interested in it, then it won't feel like work to play with the the toolkit, you know. And if you play play with it enough, then you'll probably make something that people might want to check out. Like this this whole journey for me started when I was um, supposed to be well, I was at university studying social science and statistics. But I was so boring. As, yeah. as one does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I spent basically all my time, instead of going to lectures, just playing with video, <laughs> video <laughs> editing software, because I found it way more interesting. Yeah. And, um, and I'd started a band with my, my friends uh, called Foria, uh, who are still, still doing stuff. Yeah. And um, because we were trying to put out some music videos, but couldn't really afford to make any, uh, I started playing with um, stock footage, just cutting together stock footage and learning how to use Premiere. And, that's, and that gave me the bug, you know, because I've always been interested in films. I've always loved films from when I was a kid. Like it was always a big part of growing up. Um, films were always being talked about. You know, there was always like making of books and behind the scenes special effects books and stuff like my dad was really into that stuff so it was always part of um i was always aware that there was a process behind it it wasn't just magic that mm -hmm. things turned up on the screen you know so uh when i started playing with that i started to really get the bug like oh if you cut here you can give this impression and oh if you stretch this thing out you can make it fit this bit of music and i, I kind of got that 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 bug there and it was and just as a fluke a friend of mine said oh i want someone to do a music video and I've got like, I don't know, 100 bucks it was to, to spend on it. And I said, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. And I was thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll use the stock footage because, you know, I, I, I know how to do that. And then I saw this video of this guy called Syriac. Do you know Syriac? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Um, so he did this video for Bonobo, which was made of stock footage. And it was stock footage I recognized. And I was like, oh, I think I know how he's doing that. I think I can unpick... He's the way he's cutting things out and layering them. Mm -hmm. I think I know. I think I could do that if I um, didn't have a life. So I, um, <laughs> I, I, so I just sat down and started cutting stuff out and trying to emulate that basically. And uh, and it came out okay. And I gave it to this this guy and he put it out as a music video that I did for yeah like seventy quid. And um, off the back of that, it got seen by. Uh, architects who oh, okay. um because i met them at a party when i first moved like the first week i moved to this town brighton where i live and they live mm -hmm. um i met them at like a house party and we started talking about i think it was um danish pop music and <laughs> 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 uh, i didn't know that i didn't know their band and uh but we sort of vaguely stayed in touch and then like five six years later they um saw me posting this video and i think another video i'd done for another friend and said, oh, do you want to try doing one for us? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. Thinking it would be another, you know, 100 quid kind of cutting <laughs> things out kind of job. And then they sent the song and, you know, how, you know, and how much they were hoping to do it for and stuff. It's like, oh, oh, fuck. Okay, I've got to actually... <laughs> Like, well, that's that's on my proper. lower end, but I'll do it as a favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I I owe them a, a real debt of gratitude for seeing the the promise in like the early stuff I did and and taking the chance because they could have done it with with anyone mm -hmm. and 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 they saw some promise in the kind of weird stuff I was making in my bedroom, you know, and they just said, you know, give it give it a go, and I really really owe them a lot that because everything that i did afterwards has pretty much come off them taking that that chance and if it wasn't for them i'd still be making you know 100 bucks videos for my friends which would be fun too but you know <laughs> i probably still probably still have to have a, a job <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um i'm sure so you, i'm sure you would i'm sure you'd be just fine 
well who knows like the the synchronicity of these things is Mm mind-boggling like if you take a moment to imagine how few uh coincidences your life can be reduced to it's actually it's pretty humbling i think uh you know the way you met uh you know the way may you may the way you've met your partner relies on like a chance conversation or being in the right place at the right time or or the way your um your projects might get picked up relies on one conversation you almost didn't have. And right. that, that is kind of st- staggering um, sometimes. Yeah. It's like a, your life but, is a series of that stuff for good and bad. Oh, well, yeah. that, that did literally almost yeah. happen to us Yeah, because we met through the magic of MySpace. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I deleted him. Yeah. <laughs> she did. It's true. Cause he was like well, yeah. proud I mean, dad. I was like, Nope, don't want any of that. <laughs> but luckily he messaged me and i was like oh he's into film that's pretty cool i've always liked film and wanted to get into film so it was that had he not sent that message if i had just friended you and not sent a message my life would be much better (laughs) (laughs) isn't he sweet (laughs) it is really strange when you think about it like I, i met I met my partner in a reggae bar, and we both hate reggae. So what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, like what are the what are the chances? Wow, but that's pretty that, cool. Like, just being dragged into there for a drink one night, and you know, ten years later, we're still, uh, was she still tolerating me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beauty, is the blossoming of a shared misery, and it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You can only go up pretty from there. Much. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good, it was a. We started how we meant to go on. She um, wanted to know if I wanted to buy her a drink, and I said I couldn't because I was too poor. And uh, life sort of went on like that, really, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we feel you. <laughs> yeah. It took, it was many, many a year of putting uh, yet another computer or computer part on a credit card so that he could learn how to do this thing. And yeah. I just need this and then buying a camera and then let's just, we're going to get a lens. And that was, you know, now paying interest on that because we didn't actually mm-hmm. have the money, but, uh, it's, it's taking that, that risk. And I think of like just the software alone, when you started, yeah. how much that's evolved, even not knowing mm-hmm. how to do any of this stuff myself, I see how much easier, so to speak it is because you have all these options More accessible, now. Yeah. And when he'd started, I remember the first thing that you built was like some medieval castle like a 3D medieval castle that you worked on there. And I mean, it looked like (laughs) 8-bit, you know, and and you were Mm -hmm. so, you were just pleased as punch with yourself when you were like, look at this, I built a castle wall. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Interesting, you know, (laughs) like, and then I I know I can picture exactly what that looks like now. And it's, you know, comparatively, it's horrible, but uh, there's that satisfaction that I don't think that you really get when you're in school, you have to follow the the lesson and the schematics of how everything is done. This is how we do it. And I, I feel like that sometimes starts to erase individual artistry. And you're not mm, as yeah. uh, uh, you're not as uh, unique about the way that you work because you're all learning how to work in the same manner. Some people yeah, sort of pop yeah. off on their own, but uh, it takes that that creativity and sort of stomps Street, it down a bit. Oh. Yeah, because you don't have, you know, and, and with me, school is weird because everyone learns at a different level and a different pace. So you're kind of forced. If you don't get it, well, then you're forced to just half-ass it to follow up, you know, and keep up with your class and uh, that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, just seeing that difference is, is 
crazy in your eight bit castle yeah. to, <laughs> you know, building a an entire monster or whatever. Like, you know, just like. Yeah. But it's a wonderful feeling when you do something that looks not shit for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know when it happens. That's the, that's the great thing. Yeah. <laughs> more glow, more grand. Yeah. That's some great self-promotion. Just just bloom. Yeah. Just add bloom. Just keep adding bloom. It's fine. Hey, you're joking. I'm not joking. That's the, that's the, that's the truth. I'm not, hey, I'm not joking either. There's, there's so many. It's funny, though. You, you say it like kind of in jest sort of, but it's so true in that, you know, finding the, um, you know, as artists, we're just, we're always searching for perfection, which we'll never attain, but it's the search then blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there, there, there's an interesting thing that happens when working with clients in that, you know, like you had said, like, oh, we'll just keep throwing grain and, and glow on it to hide things. But it's, there, I think there's kind of a thing to that, you know, like, not like an artistry to it, but there's a there's, right way to do it. Well, yeah, but it's like, um, it's being able to make something good enough i guess and you know for yeah. for delivery or whatever and knowing what knowing what corners to cut you know uh my day job where is working you know i do a lot of work in broadcast so we have deadlines because things are going to air and if they're not done then they don't air and that's can't happen so it's 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 finding ways to to cut corners but not cut quality necessarily mm. you know and so hide mm. things and i and and that's one of the biggest things i've learned from my day job is is to know what corners can be cut and where can I save time to kind of deliver something that still looks good, but is, is on time. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd be kind of horrified by how much actually gets done in the last 24 hours. As well. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, the, um, there's some videos where it's just, it's barely, barely anything like almost a day before I have to hand it in. And I've got to just kind of got to, ram everything together and just hope that it kind of renders out in time it's 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 not good for you no, like <laughs> those are the days there's, there's no the, way it's those healthy. are the, the days for him where i i walk over to his desk i check i put a mirror under his nose i'm like he's still going and then i put a plate of food yeah. in front of him and he just works <laughs> eats and works yeah. <laughs> like, just and then i have to tap him on the shoulder and be like you need to shower it's time to shower and he's yeah. like right right okay <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You got that look in your eyes, like you're sort of rabbit in the headlights. You yep. know, yeah, yeah. That, that's in the days. People think I'm joking when I say that, but that's literally what our day is like when he's on crunch time. Is like I put his food mm. in front of him. He works. He works. He works. Um, he gets up. He goes to the bathroom. He sits back down. And then you know, lunch comes, and I put his food in front of him. And then dinner comes, and I put his food in front of him. And then I'm like, you have to shower at some point. He does a quick shower yeah. and goes right back. At it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it is kind of it is kind of terrifying when you put it like that, but it's so true. But I, I do wonder if that's part of the um, the thrill of it. It's sort of like oh, yeah. it's like the ner- it's like the nerdiest kind of tightrope walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's nerd like, version of a- like racing, and you're just behind the person in front of you, and you just yeah. got to get that last little push <laughs> yeah. of energy. Your your nos yeah. level and, goes up. Yeah. <laughs> there there is a part of that thrill of everything falling apart that I think keeps it exciting. But there, there is a real risk of, of burnout. I've definitely felt times where I just, I just know I have to keep going. Otherwise it's not going to get finished. Yeah. Um, I, on the, um, la, uh, on the, on the second to last architecture video I did, it was really, really difficult. And I, I, I just knew I had to do 18 hours a day. Otherwise it wasn't going to get, get finished. I got about halfway through and just hit a real wall so you 
that it's really important to keep to not uh, exhaust yourself i yeah. think you know to like take a walk yeah. to eat um you know because if you think you can just like sprint a marathon then you're you're in trouble you know yeah. it's gonna like so there 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 is a balance you know having to take breaks and you know take maybe an hour in the evening to see your loved ones yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing yeah yeah Future i guess or something yeah. uh if you have to but yeah. yeah there was a point in that one where i um got really kind of a bit a bit stuck and i you know and i had to almost just force myself through it and so and once after that i had to make sure that i was having an hour walk every day you know getting a bit of sun if there if, if there is sun yeah. which is okay <laughs> You know, we're very rare anyway. So just like make yeah, sure but it's to great take a for little lighting. bit of self care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's just important to um, take stock of how you're actually feeling sometimes, which I didn't yeah. realize for a little while. Yeah, I, I think, think that's kind and of like any any artist, especially in the you know, because motion design and three D and all that stuff is is is. I'm in the world, so it's kind of hard to judge, but it's so big right now. And, and, and to your point of like, there's so many one man bands or one person bands that um, are out there and they're doing, and it's, it is, it's a, it's a grind. It's really just a grind, but having that, to, I'm lucky enough where I kind of have a day job where it's not necessarily nine to five, but it's as close to 95 in this field as it can be. So mm. I can, you know, you know, seven o'clock comes, eight o'clock comes, sometimes six o'clock comes and, and that's it for me. I'm going to just sit down and do nothing. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's unless I don't have any personal projects I'm working on. I was going to say, usually, when was the last time you usually, sat down and do nothing? Usually, usually it's like you clock off of work, you're like building the robot and yeah. then you go into like. <laughs> yeah. But I think like then, you know, maybe Saturday and Sunday, I don't do anything, you know, and I don't even turn mm -hmm. my computer on. So finding that that balance of whatever works for you some people have a higher threshold for it than others and you know i think a lot of it depends on age quite honestly or where you are in yeah. the in the process if you're at, generally earlier on in the career you, you spend more time and then you learn that balance towards the end you know not the end of your career but as you get into your <laughs> career you, you can learn that balance of of what because you've been through it right you know you've you've done those mm. month-long 18 hour day things you know like well i can't do that anymore like that but now you know your yes. thresholds you know so um yeah I, i'm definitely working towards taking one day a week off that's the dream mm -hmm. that's 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 the aim yeah <laughs> and i sort of got uh more you know uh i sort of it's sort of be careful what you wish for because i haven't done literally anything for like three weeks now so that's that's been strange <laughs> right and then you go crazy it's like you know there's yeah. no there's no winning yeah so this is the first yeah proper rest i've had in, in a long time it's actually been really nice the first couple of weeks were a bit weird because i'm so used to being on uh you know in like panic mode yeah. and mm -hmm. feeling feeling like what you're doing is sort of needed by someone or useful yeah. and then when you haven't got someone doing that you're just sort of a bit adrift and uh it was a bit strange uh it was a bit i mean this whole situation now it is unfortunate for a whole host of reasons and my personal requirements are, are sort of the least of them but mm -hmm. uh, it has been a bit, um, it was a bit unfortunate. I had some cool stuff lined up and it was, was made impossible. I mean, uh, have you guys had the same experience? Yeah, I mean, we, we had some stuff planned to shoot, you know, um, mm. but, you know, with, with everything. And over here, you know, we're dealing with it pretty intensely in the States. Yeah. And um, 
you know, we love we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so just just throw <laughs> a mask much on. All How hard is that? People? Come on. <laughs> anyway, I want to get all political, but whatever. Um, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, for us, like we're kind of homebodies anyway. So that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Isn't really like not driving us crazy to be home all the time because we yeah. kind of are anyway. I'm lo- super yeah. lucky that I get to be able to work my day job from home, so I'm not, you know, um, uh, I'm fortunate that way. But uh, yeah, not being able to like our, our sets are never that big anyway. But not not having anybody on yeah. set is 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 a huge mm-hmm. challenge. So that's why we just we're I'm in the process now of of, of building out a short, a fully animated short. Mm, um, cool. which would be really fun to do. Um, but, you know, we're, we're slowly like we, we have a shoot coming up at the end of the month where we, we have one person who's just going to run sound for us just to, uh, we got to do, you know, we got to, yeah, it's a, a having I can't to, not do it. Like ha- It's like <laughs> a, a having to, now I'm having to turn, I mean, I never put a lot of characters in my scripts because we could never afford to pay, you know, 20, 20 actors. I had to keep it sure. small, but now it's like, all right, so I'm the only actor in this film. <laughs> <laughs> What's this story about? Okay, yeah. um, we've, we've done some skits here at home, just the yeah, two of us and stuff. But it, you know, to to speak to what you said about the time crunch, it's part of its challenge. It's it's sort of a welcome challenge as a writer, you know, because I'm like, hmm. well, how do I make this interesting if I'm the only actor yep. in it? Because we can't be around other people, and hmm. you know, so all right, so I'm the only actor. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sit down to she and think about this and uh there's a lot of scrapping ideas and starting over but there's something to that challenge i guess because you know there's the hope that that will end soon and you know we'll be able to work around other people again so it's just yeah. a temporary yeah. way of having to work and think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but um yeah. so what's yeah. the, what's the uh, uh, i mean uh, yeah no go ahead no no please um what's so i wanted to kind of just chat real quick about the uh, the production side and and in your your involvement in that you know um mm-hmm. yeah just like are, are you do you do you do you have do you direct a lot of this stuff do you have a um a, a desire to direct like just straight directing videos and, and just being involved in the production side and not the post side at all or so I, I direct and produce all the videos oh, nice. uh, oh, okay. as well. Ap- uh, apart from um, Mariah Carey, I had a producer, and uh, Beartooth had a producer as well. But everything else, I've I've self produced and, oh, cool. and directed. That's crazy. I mean, that just adds yeah, like a whole uh, other level yeah. to everything. For good and bad, right? Because <laughs> yeah, now you're uh, killing yourself even more. But now you have the <laughs> ultimate yeah. control of right. being able to, you know, make it easier for yourself because you're controlling the lighting and the filming yeah. and the composition yeah I, I think that's the advantage of going to film school is you know how to delegate you know mm-hmm. uh like I, I because i've come up just thinking everything's my responsibility it's like i i it's just somehow easier for me to to be the only one responsible i don't know what that says about me, my personality <laughs> but they, we're all control yeah. freaks man just lean into it yeah. <laughs> um I, I think a lot of it is not that's the the only big advantage of going to something like film school is you know people. Like mm-hmm. I feel what everyone says, yeah, connections. Like if I wanted someone to produce my video in the UK, um, like in America, I know I know folks who are, are brilliant, but over here I don't really know anyone. So it's like, who do I go to if I if someone says we we need to shoot a video in five days? It's like, well, it's just easier for me to ring the studio and hire the lights and and camera than it is for me to find a producer who's willing to. Hmm. to do it so it's 
but green screen videos honestly that's a huge part of of how i got really um sucked into doing green screen stuff is because when your budget is like um five hundred dollars right <laughs> then you, you really are going to struggle to find a location that is going to I mean, how many videos of people walking down the street or in a warehouse do, do, right. do you need in the in the, you, the world? So it was like the only way I could think of to do something vaguely interesting was to to shoot people in front of a green screen and then sort of worry about making it look cool afterwards because mm -hmm. that was the only way it was sort of viable. And then I just sort of I I found it quite a fun way of working and quite a liberating uh, way of, of doing doing uh, stuff. But then um, it, also, it does get to a point, though, when uh, now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be getting budgets where I actually can go and film stuff. I, I am wanting to pivot a little bit into doing more uh, real world stuff. Just um, think it would be good to do something that's like uh, in a green screen environment, you can control everything. And that's really comforting. Um, but there is it, there is that that back end where you get a hard drive back at the end of a day and it's just full of people, you know, in front of a green screen. Yes. That's pretty like, <laughs> that's, that's like panic attack territory really. When, when you just open it up and like, Oh, I have to do so much to make this look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's no, there's no way out of it. I'm committed. You can't to rely now. on so that do... visual backdrop because you have to make yeah. the visual backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am excited about doing things a bit more, um, uh, yeah, with some real settings coming up. Well, that was the plan before this yeah. pandemic yeah, stuff. Yeah. So who, yeah. But who, who knows? That would, that would be that would be cool. Fingers crossed. It's going to happen. We're going to be all right. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> that be fine. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. This was pretty oh, awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Um, oh, no. Any any time. Yeah. So we're, Okay. How about next? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. He, he, I'm sure he could talk. To, he could nerd out with you for hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, well, you know, we, we, we always say like, we'll follow your work, but it's such a tough time now with everyone. We're like, all right, well, we'll just, when things pick back up, everybody's going to go back into their thing. And, uh, you know, we definitely look forward to, to talking to you again on, on whatever you're going to work on next. We know it'll be awesome. Well, and I'm sure we'll pick it out. That looks yeah. like Jeff's work. Well, I don't work. know how much I can, I can say, but, um, there is something happening with architects soon-ish. Oh. So that's all, all so keep your eyes peeled. Oh boy. Interesting. Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. Honestly, I don't know how much I can, I can say about it yet. But um, yeah, there, there's something being, being planned. Very nice. cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on and we will definitely be in touch. And uh, we'll, we'll have all of your... Um, your, is it where can people see your work actually oh so they can um see my website which is jebhardwick.com awesome. and uh they can find me on twitter if they want to see me saying weird shit <laughs> the night, then why not that's fine too yeah of course you're welcome to it cool. just to add to the noise of the world right yeah. right well we'll throw all your handles up there and and your site and everything so yeah. everybody can check you In out the show notes below check it out check it out all right thank you so much for being on thank you so much guys lovely to meet you bye cheers okay so that was jeb hardwick what is like i just pretty freaking awesome yeah i want to be his friend <laughs> like legitimately be his friend because he's just it's just a uh, awesome dude very much so 
we do we do little chats with our guests yeah inside scoop uh when when we end our our interview with them we will have like little chats with them yep. and sometimes when i say little i mean like an hour and a half yeah <laughs> we have all we, re- we record a whole other episode that's not recorded yeah basically um and we get to we get to know people so um that's always cool when we get it's to, like the reason that we started doing this right it's just to meet people and yeah and, and everything and and well like um, i i thought there was a possibility that he'd be that he wouldn't even answer it'd be like i'm not gonna be on your stupid show stupid yankees um, and he's like yeah Okay, cool. It's like, all right. That's usually how that works. It's it's either a yes or a no. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. It's or a yes go or... fuck yourself. I've gotten a couple sure, and then I don't hear from them. So yeah, I will yeah. say there is a gray area of people that seem excited, and then I don't know. Maybe they listen to the show and they're like, nope, don't mm-hmm. want to do that, or they just kind of answer prematurely. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen that often. I think that's maybe a handful of times I've had people kind of like leave me hanging. But yeah. Usually. But he's, you know, we're huge fans of his work. I personally, from, uh, you know, being that I do similar stuff, um, not to the, any degree like but that. Jeff's but Jeff's always uh, going to be architect guy, though, because I was like, I got the architect guy yeah. on the show. <laughs> and you're like, nice. <laughs> yeah. But he, it's just, it's just so good. Like, it's so, I just love, I'm, it's, I'm so drawn to that, that style and, and just the, the, the um, technical side of it is brilliant. The artistic side of it is brilliant. It really, <clears throat> really all comes together. That's brilliant. That's real. Yeah, he's um, he's a sweet guy. We, we had a real fun time. We're definitely to him. we're definitely gonna have him on again. We're gonna talk about movies. Movies. We'll just bring everyone in. Yeah. Should have like a Zoom meeting with all of our guests. It'll be yeah. like a seven hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn to talk. You got four minutes. Most people Go. are like, wait, did I do the show? Yeah, I, don't right? <laughs> I don't even remember. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, shout outs to obviously to MoGraph. MoGraph.com. Um. Those are our peeps, mm-hmm. our platform peeps, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, uh, Doing good things. And um, Seti Geekin, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, not up for debate. If you have a film, if you have anything you'd like us for uh, to review, we can do that. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few guests coming up in, into the fall. We do. So um, take I, that. It's a, it's, a, it's a plethora of guests, if you will, that mm-hmm. I kind of like, I started rallying they all started answering at the same time. So can I just, I'm just going to say that the next, I think probably the next uh, five or six guests that are going to be on the show, I rallied all of them at around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so they all started answering back at around the same time. And yeah. I was losing track of who did what and who was, who. Yeah. <laughs> who is this? Is this a DP? No, wait, what does this person do again? I could not remember anything. Uh, so I, I have to get my correspondence in order because I'm losing track, but that's awesome because that means we'll have lots of guests on. Yep. Um, uh, a lot of September is going to be us filming. Uh, hopefully. Well, no, just one weekend, but we'll chat well, about that. I mean, posts and stuff. Yeah, yes. posts for We're sure. going to get into uh, uh, all of like that experience. Yeah. Um, the post COVID uh, film experience. Yes. <laughs> and, and how, how that will go. Uh, so if you, um, you know, want to know what's going on just stay tuned with that instagram is the best way to follow us at go gorilla film but we are also on twitter and facebook and go gorilla filmcast.com bye